how much booze we always bring out. <laughs> We're the coolest guys around. An entire bottle of wine. We're like no, the sick formers. <laughs> I like Joe like failing to carry his, like, spilling it like he's a dad in an egg and spoon race. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dad at the egg and spoon race. Sorry, Just sorry. running with a pint. How is everybody? <laughs> Shit then. Good. <laughs> We've got some bad news and some good news. Bad news is Steve had a gun. <laughs> Good news is we managed to get him to not bring out on the stage. So it was a blue gun. Briefly thought it'd be a fun joke to wave a gun around, <laughs> shout, "I've got a gun!" Like like I'd actually gone mad. I, I still think it would have been funny. Yep. especially if I'd leapt out and wrestled you to the ground and yeah. ended up obviously naked. <laughs> Both of us writhing around on the stage in oils of our own making. Speaking of nudity, Gav's not here this week. I no. apologise for that. He's not hiding behind a curtain. But uh, as recompense, he sent us a smiley picture of himself with his ass out this morning on the in the uh, group, and uh, we all laughed at that. And then he said, "Joe, you've missed an Easter egg in my picture. He'd taken it in my bathroom." <laughs> oh. Some time and ago. I think it was about a week ago, and he's kept it in reserve until now to freak me out on the day of an already stressful event. So he continues to be a prick, which is nice. We should put it up on the, actually, on the subreddit. But then you don't know what It doesn't look like the arse that I thought Gav would have. It's nice. I know, exactly. I think you were being more tactful about that than I was. <laughs> well, I'm not, I've got to not look like a gay predator, haven't I? It's, it's fine for you to look at blokes' asses and go, hubba, hubba. <laughs> not me. It's, it's surprisingly oh. hairless, man. Mm. He's not got it's like he's much. Been shaved smooth. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you looking just straight into sh- my eyes while you say that? I don't know what's going on with just Steve, say, mate. Firearms, conspiracy theories. Uh, you think that's a conspiracy theory? Yeah, I think so. Shaving Gav smooth. The, yeah, who's the doing it? Why are they doing that? <laughs> Why are going they... to town with a straight edge razor. <laughs> Why are they hiding it? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Anyway, I, tell, I mean, should I start with a feature? Should I do a feature? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and also, sorry if I'm a bit less than responsive tonight. My ear's a bit funny after getting punched in the head in he my got... second pub brawl. Oh. oh, yeah. The second pub thing where I got punched. No, he, I didn't punch back because that's not... That's you not are a landlord, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, so that's it. My ear's whistling, and I can't hear much out of that Aww. ear. So if I don't respond to anything, it's not because I'm not a witty genius. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Can that's, we not that's have a, we not my ground covers for tonight? A collective R for Locke who got punched Ooh. in the head. Oh. Got punched in the head doing his job. <laughs> You're basically he ripped like, my shirt off again, and I was walking around the pub with the shirt half ripped off. Oh. And there's kind of a feeling of hulking out that's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only time you're allowed to do that in work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> walking around looking dazed and. St- Quarter naked. I did. I did like that one issue of the Incredible Hulk where he got punched, turned into the Hulk, and then just walked around a pub. <laughs> Sorry about my clothes. I was just a bit angry. A he just half hulked out and he couldn't sustain it for very long. Oh, no, it's gone. I thought it was. It's like when you sneeze. It yeah. never usually happens. <laughs> Well, I've had a really eventful week. I probably should have led with this story, to be honest. But um, I 
as you know, I've been having lots of lots of jokey features about world politics lately, and I thought, you know, it's time <laughs> I stopped and did something about this. Stopped talking about it, started doing something. So obviously, I developed a time machine. And and but the problem is it's broken. Um, oh. But it worked. It works once. Um, but but it, it it took me it only took me sixty years into the future, and only for an hour. <laughs> so I haven't managed to change the past yet, but I'll I'll, I'll try. But anyway, how would you change the past by going into the future? Well, no, I couldn't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I see. That's actually right. what Final Clarify Fantasy that. Thirteen Two is all about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I bet, it, I bet it is. It is. Um, so obviously, I'm just going to tell you about my my hour in the future very briefly. So I spent five minutes on Microsoft Bing. It's <laughs> Still I, going. Yeah, uh, trying to see if they'd invented like proper time travel yet. Like, you know, like not my version. And uh, it turned out they had, like in the future, they've, they've got time travel down. And um, it turns out that Trump was like weirdly essential. Um, and there was like other stuff which you just, you just couldn't change. You know, they, uh, like um, Zane Lowe's career, <laughs> um, the dance craze Zumba, <laughs> the Black Death, Hitler. And the only way is Essex. They've just sort of been untouchable points in time that you just, you cannot. We're, fulcra. We've all seen Doctor Who. We know about fixed points in time. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, I mean, the, the interesting reason is why and the thing that connects all of these things, which I don't know the answer to because... <laughs> Gavin the, being shaved. In the year 2077, that's probably part of it. In all it? of the multiverse, there is no hairy Gavin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> I just like the idea now of Doctor Who finale, which is like, this, that's it. It's all about Gav's bum. Just, just taking birthmark just across his ass saying Torchwood. <laughs> they, keep, <laughs> they keep seeing cracks on walls until they realize it's, it's a bum crack. <laughs> Uh, that's <laughs> this <is> long, <laughs> slightly curved. <laughs> the hair hasn't just been shaved; it's been obliterated from creation. From time, <laughs> I was never allowed to exist. <laughs> Jesus, I want to watch this now. Anyway, um, yeah, basically, I don't know what how, what that was all about because in the year twenty seventy seven, Wikipedia is still quite boring, and Jimmy Wales Mark Three has given up. On asking people politely, is that to... Mark Three the, the the version or Mark Three the speed? He's a robot now. <laughs> he's a really fast robot. <laughs> he's really yeah. He's very. He's got good legs as well. That, that's for sure. Um, but basically, he's given up asking people politely for a fiver, and the whole site is just basically plastered in adverts for smut. Um, so I sort of spent the next forty six minutes of of my hour um, looking at future porn, <laughs> which is, I mean. It's just, it, there's all this sort of, I mean, you know what it's like with, the, with imagine, like, twice as many things and... It be, like, leagues ahead of what we've got it's, now. It's, it's... And... <laughs> Is that the noise it makes? <laughs> well, it's, it's sort of the... Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, I'd been there for, like, 51 minutes, and obviously I panicked. Um... Not because I was running out of time. I, I had no idea at that point that I'd be kicked back in time after an hour. Um, I just I panicked because I realised I'd just spent over 45 minutes watching filthy vids in the public library. Um, but then someone wearing a visor and a silver jacket and some high-top shoes 
uh, came over and said, oh, no, it's the future. Yeah, and actually in, in 2077, libraries, that's all they're, they're literally all they're used for. It's fine. Because um, <laughs> late in Trump's presidency uh, in the year 2043, he misread public funding as pubic funding. And, uh, and everything, well, everything just got really rude. Um, it wasn't like internationally sanctioned law or anything. It's just sort of the international community just sort of liked it, just caught on. And so that's just the way the world, the world is. Anyway, then I got thrust back in time and uh, nothing really happened. But I realized when I got back that my podcast app on my phone had downloaded an episode of Regular Features <gasps> from the future. Which episode number was that? It's like 2000. I've got it written down. But the thing is, I listened back to it and I, I, I transcribed it because obviously, you know, that the like, paradox and stuff, it would get deleted from my phone so I wouldn't be able to play it. Oh. 3.5 millimeter <laughs> jacks. It's just weird. Like, the future's just, time travel's weird. So I, what I've done is I've transcribed um, an episode of, of regular features from the year 2077. <laughs> and, we, and we instinctively know what's next. <laughs> I assume that's what's written on this piece of paper. Yeah, that's what's written on here. Um, uh, and yeah, obviously we're really old, so people can pretend to be old if they want to. Or maybe we have better like future larynxes or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> 60 years from now, I'll be 103, so I'm going to pretend to be old. Okay. My bionic larynx has been untouched <laughs> by the cruel hand of time. Spoiler, I'm not even in it, so... <laughs> I got one R! Oh, you fuckers. No! No! I want your sympathy after the fact. Get in there. Wade through him, Joe. <laughs> right. Hello and welcome to episode 2324 of the Regular Features podcast. I'm old Stephen. <laughs> and this afternoon, I'm joined by John Blythe, Hello. Gavin Murphy, Hello. and Matt. Is he asleep again? Matthew? Matthew, which we're po- doing a podcast. Which, which podcast? Where am I? <laughs> it's not a yeah. Daft Souls reference. Yeah, it's not fucking Daft Souls, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never take me alive, you fucks. Calm down, Matt. It's us. You're with friends. The war ended over 15 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I get sleepy and confused like a gin-infused dog. <laughs> Remember when we started the podcast and I used to record... We used to record episodes that were almost an hour long. Ha! We can barely manage ten minutes these days, what with Stephen being mega senile. <laughs> How could scientists have possibly known? Could possibly have known that putting an end to senility with modern medicine would only cause it to return three times stronger. <laughs> Still, at least they haven't got turbo diabetes. You can't let Log even look at a biscuit these days. Unless it's a plain digestive biscuit, which you must look at once an hour, or he will die. Oh. But in my younger days, I would just squeeze whole sachets of condiments straight into my mouth. That isn't a joke. It's, it's, it's a real thing that frequently happened. And oh. it is und- out of that. I, yeah, it is. I, <laughs> I, I used to go to Weatherspoons just to eat the sachets between pints. Yeah, little, like little bits of little slashes of mayonnaise. Oh, not mayo. I was more of a mint sauce man. I, thought, I'm not, I wasn't after mint calories. Sauce. I was after the, I was after the punchy hit of flavour rather than just like a creamy self abuse. <laughs> All this talk of the old days has me feeling nostalgic for that tiny window of the podcast when the character Joe was around. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes, Gav, Gavin. 
Mm. You used to work with him, didn't you? He was such a young, beautiful boy. And yet, on that fateful day in the summer of 2019, he was imprisoned for treason and died in a cell. Oh, so sad. So sad. Very sad. Although, hang on, wasn't it us that got him imprisoned? Oh, yes. Uh, Arch-Chancellor Helmer demanded we all be rounded up for our crimes against his spirit and his face. And we claimed that the podcast was entirely made up. And we said that Joe Scrabbles had just been doing all of the voices. Um, and then obviously we agreed to record and produce state propaganda for the UK Defence Party, and they kindly just let the whole matter drop. Poor Joe, though, eh? His soft peachy bod didn't stand a chance against the wild ravages of the gulags of Slough. <laughs> We tried to break him out in 2055 when we boosted over the laser fences on our hover quad bikes. But by then he was a shell of a man. He looked like a big poached egg, but with hair. Two months later, he was dead. Guess the poor boy, poor boy's yokey center just gave up and split. Couldn't stand the heat. The heat of cold prison. <laughs> He would have loved being alive, I think. He seemed to enjoy being alive at the time, so I can only imagine he'd, uh, he'd be up for some more of it. Although, as we forcibly engraved on his tiny tombstone, he did used to rely quite heavily on pre-recorded sequences for his live features, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <That's cruel. laughs> but accurate. <laughs> That's basically, fuck you for making effort, Max. <laughs> this is his chance to change the future. <laughs> I'm going to record a lengthy sequence in song about how much of a fucking asshole you are. <laughs> oh. If you need backing vocals. That's three, that's an improvement. So. Oh. Stop it! <laughs> oh, live shows. Remember those? Before the curfew came in, an amateur comedy was entirely outlawed for reasons that if we explained them, would sound very dystopian. <laughs> what was that popular character you used to do, Matt? He, he was a politician, I think. What was his catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Puffer duffer chuff on my big hard dong. That's right, proles, on your knees and suck it, lap it all up. Chuffa chuffa choo choo. No, 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 no. He's talking about a made-up catchphrase, Steve. That, of course, was the battle cry of Lord Nigel Farage, king of the island of endless summer. <laughs> oh, yes. How could I forget? His regime controlled the country for almost two decades, and that phrase was broadcast on the radio hourly. All other forms of media were banned, and every Sunday we all stood to attention while burning BBC box sets in our front rooms. It's weird that I forgot all of that, but I guess that's what happens when you're mega senile. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, I thought you said penile. And now I've pissed myself. And I think Matt's fallen asleep again. Ah, spin, 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 you glorious sky saviors. Oh, oh dear. Uh, I think I was having another dream about that recent period of history when a small squad of high-tech hackers injected an AI system into Britain's wind turbines reprogramming their core behaviours to encourage them to murder fascists rather than just birds and horses. <laughs> if Arch-Chancellor Helmer hadn't grown out of his moustache to wear over his shoulders... grown out his moustache to wear over his shoulders like a flowing cape... Christ. He might never have been snagged by those whirring heroes. <laughs> and then... 
Of course, the rest is history. One by one, the entirety of the government climbed up a gigantic ladder to try and get Helmer down as he slowly gyrated against his will. Ooh, who remembers the blood? Ah, yeah. Do you remember oh, the blood? Yeah. They all got ground up like bad, bad beef. <laughs> <laughs> and after years of being rationed to just cabbages and kale, who could say no to such a meat feast? And that's how everything became happily ever after. What became happily ever after? Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> Mega senile steam. Anyway, now it's... <laughs> Genuinely confused. <laughs> anyway, now it's time for Gab's regular feature. Just like Steve's catchphrase that Gab's saying. Basically, I talked to someone on Facebook for a bit. They weren't saying anything that was funny enough, so I kept applying the pressure in the hope of causing them to have a breakdown. <laughs> That would somehow still make me look like the good guy and, and that didn't work. Oh no, Gavin's having one of his relapses. I know what you're thinking, but it's okay. They were a bad person, so it was okay. <laughs> but then they stopped replying and I needed to do something, so I found out where they live. Gavin, this happened a long, long time ago. It's 2077. It's been almost 60 I years. I burned their house down. I knocked and knocked, but no one answered. So I thought it was empty. I burned it down. They deserved it, though. They said something stupid on Facebook and I... Gavin, so I, Gavin it's over... You served your time. <laughs> you made peace with the family against all of the odds. You spent a decade living with Tibetan monks, reaching out to the very universe itself in search of the answer to one simple, profound question. How can I stop being a dick to strangers on the internet? <laughs> it's been so long. Don't torture yourself. He's right, Gav. No one here can ever understand what led you to murder those innocent people in the hope of getting enough material for a decent feature. But all we do know for sure is that it happened in February 2017. <laughs> a fact that holds very little significance to us now in the year 2017, 2017, teen, teen, which is what this is. <laughs> I just... Just ran out of ideas. <laughs> we all ran out of ideas, Gavin. That's why our podcast has been shit for almost 65 years. <laughs> Maybe Joe could have made it better, but probably not, to be honest. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> You're only making Audible, him more powerful. Oh. <laughs> Let's get this podcast wrapped up and in the bag. I feel a shit brewing and it takes me 10 minutes just to get up these bloody stairs. So, if people love. If people love listening to the podcast, what can, what can they do to support us? <laughs> you can support me by carrying me up these bloody stairs. <laughs> oh, that's right. If that's not too much, why not convince our grandchildren to visit us? <laughs> <laughs> they don't think we're cool or fun, you know. We've got a tin of biscuits in the cupboard, saved especially for when they come round. I can't eat them. I can't even look at them. <laughs> But I know they like a little biscuit, so I keep them there in case they come around. You might as well have one while you're here, as my grandchildren never visit. Go, go, go and get one from, from the cupboard back there. No, no, to the left. No, the other cupboard. Underneath those bits, behind that. No, to the right. Yeah, yes, there, just, just underneath that thick plate of dust. And what else can people do? <laughs> well, you can rate and review us on Mega iTunes. 
Those reviews really do help us out a lot, as the lowest-ranked comedy podcast each month sees the cast being kidnapped and crunched into mulch, which is then used to feed the ungodly trees that will one day grow the iPhone 47. The trees have been barren for so many years, but Apple insists that the phones will return. Finally, if you like the podcast, then why not just give us a little bit of your blood? That's right. You can go to patreon.com and pledge just as little as 50 mil of blood a month or 200 mil, however much you can afford. <laughs> if you're young, you'll recover more quickly. Give as much as you think we're worth. Maybe a litre. Whoa there. <laughs> That's too much. Don't do that. Although, obviously, if you do decide that you no longer wish to exist in this reality, you could always pledge all of your blood to us before you go. Your blood really does make a massive difference, <laughs> as it keeps us youthful and full of energy and just generally allows us to keep on podcasting while younger generations flounder and die under the crushing regime of technocratic vampires. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I like that we've still not been sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> After six years working for the technocratic regime, we, they, oh. I think we're alive and we've just got to be thankful at that. That's true. <laughs> Apart from, obviously, Joe. What are you doing, Joe? I've trapped my next feature under my chair. It's all right, Steve. <laughs> seems like a hideous metaphor. <laughs> Steve, Joe just found out he's going to die. I think you should just be a little bit... I don't know, I hate him now. <laughs> that feature made me dislike Joe. You already did. <laughs> uh, what do we do now? Is it a jingle? Do we not do, do those we do anymore? Those anymore? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've lost interest. We've lost interest. <laughs> can we do, can we do uh, the... Uh, um, what was that? The James Bond one? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. We've got some support for the yeah. regular features James Bond jingle. <laughs> Regular, regular features. Regular, regular features. We are best friends. Except for Log, who's fucked it all up. I was trying to do back in man. Fuck you. You can slam down. Slam down. Regular, regular features. Regular. What the fuck? What am I doing? I am not ready. Right. There's genuine panic in your eyes just then. <laughs> That's enough jingles now. Yeah, enough jingles, yeah. Cool, my feature. Uh, right, so in about 2009, <laughs> I met a guy uh, who, this is sort of a right to reply to this guy because um, he was rude to me. Um, I'm not going to use it. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't think about that. Oh, wow. We have um, found a new Gav. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to use his real name. I'm going to call him... Gav Wood. <laughs> Gav I'm would gonna... say that and then use their name and go, oh, fuck it. I'm going to call him Queethan. Queethan, uh, we would meet once or twice, maybe thrice a year, um, but always at the same Christmas party. Um, and, at these, and at these Christmas parties, he would consistently <laughs> belittle me he would belittle me, and he would make me look bad in front of everyone else at the party. And stop it! Is this like a discovered script for Fight Club 2? And, and just generally make me feel really bad. Um, I should mention at this point that when I say I met Queethan, uh, Queethan was born and was a baby for all of the Christmas parties <laughs> that I knew him at. Uh, and so... How are Basically, you being belittled by a baby. It's the entire feature, Matthew. 
So <laughs> let me read it, and you'll find out about Queethman. And so basically, this is my attempt to just kind of exercise myself of the demons that Queethman left in me from 2009 <laughs> onwards. I'm with you so far. Zero years old. <laughs> to be honest, you weren't that bad as a weak-necked scream balloon of an infant. Sure, you mewled and vomited near your very cleanly grandma, but the worst thing I can say about your behavior towards me at this point is I think we had to pause It's a Wonderful Life because you'd done a shit. Um, <laughs> but you also couldn't eat the salmon on croute, which was delicious and a stupid decision on your part. <laughs> One-year-old. Queethan, you wouldn't let me hold you. At some point of the first seven months of your life, your paltry number of synapses entwined to form some kind of fucking problem with me. <laughs> like any baby, the main activity this Christmas was passing you around the room. And as your blood relatives handed you off, you cooed and gurgled beautifully to each one, a picture of messianic mimicry, the very vision of Christmas. You were a real class act, Queethan. And yet here was I, the outcast, the one transparently there just because I'd had parentally unsanctioned real sex with someone at the party, including, in an excellent twist of fate, on the very sofa that your granddad was eating pigs in blankets on. <laughs> I am the real pig, and the blanket, coital sweat. <laughs> I had to impress these people, yet when you were passed to me, you erupted. Hangnail screams tearing down the psychic manger you'd created for everyone. Suddenly, I was cast as Herod in this little nativity. Herod had a fucking point. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like your long hair. He's confused by it, said your mother. That's a bullshit reason not to like someone, <laughs> Queethan. For someone who throws food at the walls and still won't eat salmon on croute, you have remarkably little respect for counterculture. <laughs> Or maybe you're just a small-c conservative who hates the little differences in life. I mean, what's next? You're going to say that kilts are gay at a Scotsman's wedding? Or are you going to be one of those people that doesn't like hot fruit in savoury foods because they don't belong on the same plate? I bet one day soon you'll love a bit of sausage and then get told it has Bramley apple in it and pretend you never liked it at all. You possibly transphobic little goon. <laughs> this kid sounds like a prick. <laughs> Two years old. I don't really remember the Christmas party this year, so you can't have been that much of a prick. That said, I do distinctly remember babysitting you once that year and you whining until I played Just Dance 2 for your pleasure. Your aunt went to the toilet, your parents came home and found me dancing alone to what was very probably Jamiroquai's Cosmic Girl while you watched <laughs> silently from the sofa, you asshole. <laughs> Three years old. <laughs> Sorry. Is that true? Yes. Did he scream whenever you stopped dancing to Jamiroquai? He really wanted me to play Just Dance 2. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily Jamiroquai, it's just I looked at the track list on Wikipedia and that's the most likely song I would have chosen. Thank you for your accuracy. Three years old. It felt like you were trying to trick me, Queethan! <laughs> By this point in your life, you were both allowed and technically able to play Real Racing 2 on iPad. <laughs> And it's all you did for the whole day, which no one remarked on, which annoyed me, because if I'd done the same, I would have been denied the salmon on croute. Your dad boasted that you were very good at the game, and while you have a surprisingly fine eye for an overtake at the age of three, your cornering and breaking left a lot to be desired. Obviously, I showed you how it was done, and obviously, you then took credit for winning those races afterwards. That was a dick move, but I let it slide because I am magnanimous. The real shitter, though, was when you wanted to show me all the cars you had, we looked through the garage menu, and before then you had me open the entry for a Koenigsegg sold for real money. 
I want that one, you shouted, because you couldn't even say or read the word Koenigsegg like a dumb idiot. (laughs) Your dad took notice and looked at me. Oh, we don't let him buy the new cars. I know we don't buy Koenigseggs for children with someone else's money, Queefen's dad. I'm not a master manipulator in the body of a Morlock. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose, Queefin? And if so, why? Do you think I might just buy it? Or that you might embarrass your dad into letting you have it? Or was this a simple power play? A way to subjugate me in the eyes of the room, to make me more of a child than even you? Well, let me tell you, Queefin, it worked. That is, until I guessed the word Basilica during a round of Articulate an hour later and was congratulated by three separate players while you watched Dora the Explorer in another room. Your move, shithead. (laughs) Four years old. Your aunt and I broke up that year and I was not invited to Christmas. I can only imagine how happy that made you, Queen. While that breakup has had a net benefit effect on my life, there is a morbid part of me that wishes we'd made it to Christmas just to see what kind of fucking stunt you pulled next. (laughs) Or was this the ultimate stunt? Did you ferment that breakup over the course of years of Christmas dinners? (laughs) Using the time in which you couldn't chew food like a cool-toothed grown-up to destroy the life of the coolest grown-up you knew? I mean, is it possible that you, someone who I never really knew at a point in their life where they could hold their own guts together enough not to fart gunge down their legs, could you have so thoroughly undermined me that a woman and I fell out of love? Yes, you little shit! (laughs) Queethan, it absolutely is. Consider the evidence. I cut my hair shortly after the breakup and have not grown it back since. The last piece of mobile game-related freelance I did is years behind me at this point, and I haven't even seen a salmon on croup since the last one. Fuck, it was good. <laughs> Your grandmother and my mother bumped into one another once, and I didn't hear any stories about you strangling dogs or making your aunt's new bow cry. It all adds up. I don't know if you did it to help me, harm me, or just because you thought it was a jolly old laugh, Queethan, but I know this. When you're 23 out of place and afraid at a family gathering you were begrudgingly invited to and you see a baby, you watch out. Because I will try my damnedest to make sure that that baby is actually a special disguised drone (laughs) that will blow up the dinner and make your possible mother-in-law think she's being attacked by ants. Because it will be the future and we'll be able to do things like that by then. (laughs) Fuck you, Queethan. Before you threaten to blow people up with bombs, I was going to just say, like, I'll make you a salmon and crew. You want? No. You seem really calm about that. You seem quite fixated on almost more so than your hatred for a baby. (laughs) I genuinely love it. All right. You, you, I want two salmon on crews. (laughs) Bring them to my room. (laughs) I want a baby to throw them at. But did someone really give a salmon on crew to a a A zero year old baby? No, he just couldn't have it because he's an idiot. Oh, of course, yeah. But it was presented to him. He went. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I actually looked up pictures of Queefen uh, on, on the uncle's Facebook page the other Queefen's day. Queefen's a real To make baby. sure he's all right. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be making fun like, 
log of like a disabled child. <laughs> that but was he's a fine. long time ago that I was only How like dare you bring that up? <laughs> There's no bumper stickers of him or anything, so it's all fine. Oh. <sighs> I feel genuinely good. This <laughs> <laughs> is fucking Joe's therapy session. Like, children that I have hated. There's only one. Okay, fine. He's gone now. That's a shame. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a solitary chant. Yeah. Oh, fuck Queefen. <laughs> Somehow more distressing than the Oz. Yeah. Probably, probably a six-year-old boy at this point. Older. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's Fantasy Super Bowl. It's a fantasy you get to... As you all know, I am a big fan of the Super Bowl. Superb owl. Very good joke. It's also... <laughs> it's also funny when you call it sports egg. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I'll show those, those uh, sports people, like people what's going on. Um, could you pick up the things? Yep. Oh. Yep. There you go. So, yes. Um, it, was a, it was a Super Bowl um, at the weekend. Did you all see it? Yeah, yeah. What an upset. Patriots. It was definitely an upset. I was upset. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you remember I did a fantasy football feature a long time ago in which you all had to choose your own football adventures. Well, I've redone it now, and now we're all going to choose your own Super Bowl adventures. So I'm going to need you to pick out a character to play in this choose-your-own-super-bowl <laughs> adventure. Oh, this, this is my... The last time we did this was my leaving party when I left London forever and never came oh. back. <laughs> Who are you? I am Jock Gilstein from Kenosha, Wisconsin. I've got ten kicks, ten touchdowns. My inventory are cups and mints. And my temperament is very loud. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <clears throat> I'm Josh Promknight from beautiful downtown Oakland, California. I've got eight kicks, three touchdowns, and my inventory is ten gallons of the liquid Americans call Gatorade. A small piece of paper with your own name written on it and a book of curse words. My temperament, flighty. (laughs) I am Trey Denver from Woods Hole, Massachusetts. I've done kicks, seven, touchdowns, six, Inventory, helmet, football, a single rose. (laughs) Temperament, clinically placid. (laughs) So as you all know, it's the Super Bowl, and it's your mission to win the Super Bowl. Mm. You're all Super Bowl players, and you're all ready to go, and you're ready to play and win on the Super Bowl. So, scene one. A hush descends upon the Super Bowl stadium, for today is the day of the Super Bowl football game. Arguably the most important day on the Super Bowl calendar. Also, in a nearby annex, just five minutes away from the Super Bowl, the annual gathering of the international chalk industry is taking place. (laughs) 
The Chalk, in, the Chalk Expo is the world's largest exhibition of chalk manufacturers, retailers, and enthusiasts. Everybody who's anybody in chalk, chalk marketing, and related chalk products will be there. Do you, A, <laughs> ignore the chalk festival, go play in the Super Bowl, as you are contractually obliged to do as three Super Bowl sportsmen, or B, visit the Chalk Expo on your way to the Super Bowl because there's loads of time, and who knows, you might even get some free chalk. B. Mm, I think, yeah. Speak B. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, speaking well, there, as the... Um, uh, uh, what, is this a... Do we have to play part of our characters in this? Uh, yeah, like bring, well, what do you think as a sports ball man? What I think is I've got more kicks and touchdowns than both of them. I've got nothing to prove. I want to go us, and see we've the got more than him, though. I thought you were going to top Trump us then and be like, I've got the most, so I'm the best, so I win. Oh, and I'm like, fuck you, buddy. I've got a single rose. one of these. My career is nearly over. I'm 103 years old. <laughs> Well, okay, you're going to the chalk expert? I've got very yeah. little in my inventory, so I think if I can collect some chalk... Might that's act, a good yeah, point. that's a good idea, that's a good idea. So you decide to pay a visit. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea, <laughs> he says, <laughs> knowing what he has and hasn't written. <laughs> you decide to pay a visit to the chalk expo to learn about all of the latest technological innovations in the world of chalk. You've heard rumours that this year all kinds of new chalk will be revealed to the public. Hovering chalk, always online chalk, very big chalk, self-driving chalk, chalk on a wrist strap so that you can't drop it. But before you can finish listing chalks, a gang of rude-looking dudes block your path. They look dusty, and several of them are wearing casts. You've seen their faces before, causing trouble at local chalk meetups. <laughs> it's the gypsum boys. <laughs> well, what do we have here? Says the largest of the gypsum boys. If it isn't three chalk docks on their way to the world chalk orgy for idiots who like chalk. <laughs> he removes he removes a strip of gauze from his pocket and sloshes it around in a semi-transparent washing up bowl half filled with a pale white liquid, which he then wraps around the front legs of his dog before repeating with a fresh strip of gauze. The dog barks aggressively at you throughout this process, which takes around seven minutes to complete. Behold! Says the large gypsum boy, as the wet gauze hardens into a rock-hard material before your very eyes. That is the power of gypsum. And you do well to respect it, especially around us, the gypsum boys. Right, you guys are in a bit of a pickle now. The gypsum boys have showed up. I don't know if you know this, but my uncle used to work for British Gypsum. Really? A company that I'm not even sure still exists. <laughs> Do you, A, thank the gypsum boys for the valuable information and continue on your way? Or B, attack the smallest gypsum boy, Dylan, <laughs> in hopes of startling the remaining members into retreat? Looking at my touchdowns and temperament, I don't think... I'm strong enough to take on the smallest gypsum boy, Dylan. He seems pretty tough. I don't think these gypsum boys represent a threat. And if I've only got eight kicks just before the Super Bowl... You don't want to use them up. Exactly. They, they talk a big game. I know we've got Mr. Big Kicks and oh, touch. Is that how many kicks I've got left? Yeah. I thought that's how many kicks I'd taken. And then you're done. Oh, fuck. I'm expired. Oh, well, blue I'll, factory I'll for you. young'uns then. Jesus. Right. You. What are we doing? You try to sidestep the gypsum boys. What have you written? <laughs> But the gypsum boys shuffle en masse to block the entrance to the Chalk Expo. 
It's a slow shuffle. Some of them are on crutches, having voluntarily put their legs in casts <laughs> for the sheer delight of it. The dog has particular trouble moving around as the front half of his body is now entirely encased in fresh plaster of Paris. I've just learned what gypsum is. <laughs> he pushes hard with his back legs, noisily scraping his two rigid forelegs around in front of him like a canine cheese trolley. With the route to the expo now blocked, you won't be learning the first thing about Jock as long as the gypsum boys have something to say on the matter. All right, let's beat fuck out of Dylan. You beat... You beat the fuck out of Dylan. <clears throat> the smallest gypsum boy is 38 years old and named Dylan. <laughs> He's so distracted looking at posts on the gypsum subreddit that he doesn't see you swoop in behind him and jab him in the eye with a stick of your chalk. Watch out, gypsum boys! Shouts the tallest gypsum boy, Declan, who acts as a source of sentry and early warning system for the gypsum boys when they're on missions such as these. These chalky idiots have some chalk! Let's get out of here! Before you know it, the gypsum boys have scarpered and the path to the chalk expo has been cleared. On the ground, you notice a shard of gypsum. It must have fallen off one of the gypsum boys' casts in their haste to escape. Take the shard of gypsum? Why? Why? M. <laughs> Why? We've got to take yeah, it, haven't we? You yeah. said you don't have much. Yeah. I'm going to add it to my rose. Uh -huh. okay. Just tuck it in between Combine the fronds. Them. I'll drop my mints and cups and take the gypsum. Okay, that's good. You leave the mints and cups behind. So yeah. You have space for the gypsum. Which is good. Yeah, cool. Big gypsum. Just you take you the that. shard of gypsum and continue on your way. You arrive at the Chalk Expo, and it's everything you ever hoped it could be. You are shown all of the latest advancements in chalk. And the chalk babes, while problematic, are <laughs> quite the sight to behold. After signing a non-disclosure agreement, you're even allowed to go behind closed doors to get a sneak peek at all of next year's chalk. <laughs> oh, no! Says Trey Denver. We became so enchanted by chalky business that we all forgot all about the Super Bowl. And uh, according to the giant clock made of chalk that hangs above the expo center like an enormous silver mint, there's only ten seconds left in the game! As you rush to leave, a wizened old man hobbles up to you. He looks like he's seen a stick of chalk or two in his time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this, but this is the second time. Log is old man. <laughs> yeah. Yes! It's all right. Earlier my mortality is my own punishment. Joe is large gypsum boy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take it personally. That's, uh, it's quite close to an accurate description of me. <laughs> you boys remind me of myself when I was a young. <laughs> Croaks the old man with bad grammar. Extremely accurately. <laughs> who now that you're talking to him is actually kind of disgusting yeah. with bits of caked-in chalk around his crusty lips and the crunchy white eyelids of a man who spends a little too much time around the dusters, if you know what I mean. If you can answer my riddle, give me the object I seek, then I will show you a shortcut that will take you directly to the Super Bowl. Lay it on us, old man. Lay it on us. Lay it on us. Old man. Old man. Says Josh Prom Knight. I said most of it. Okay, <laughs> replies the disgusting old chalk man. A soft white or grey mineral consisting of hydrated calcium sulfate, am I? You'll find me in sedentary, sedimentary deposits. 
and in plaster of Paris, and in fertilizers, and in the building industry. What is my name? Do you, A, give him some chalk, or B, give him some gypsum? <laughs> now, were you paying attention to everything happening <laughs> leading up to this event? At what point in your life did you become aware of the, the rivalry between chalk and gypsum? <laughs> I think we should give him the gypsum. Give I've the got gypsum. it. I've got it. I'm going to ram it at him. Arbor what? It was his uncle, wasn't it? <laughs> you don't have a difference between your father and your uncle. Your family is... <laughs> Interesting. Probably involved in gypsum. <laughs> Gypsum boys, born and bred. <laughs> <laughs> you give him the gypsum. Oh! No, oh, hang on. What? No! You. You, you are the... Correct! He wheezes, hungrily placing the shard of gypsum in his mouth. Follow this fire exit and you will find the Super Bowl you seek. You rush through the fire exit and onto the final touchdown line at the Super Bowl. The crowd are going insane. There's only one second left <laughs> on the clock. Half a second. Quarter of a second. Who's joke? I'm joking. Matt, okay. you can be joke. One throw is all it'll take to win this, mother! Shouts Jork, a plan forming in his mind. But who will throw the ball? A, Jork, B, Trey, or C, Josh? I've got no... I've done most kicks. I've, got, I've lost my cups and mints. I've got nothing. Come on, who's the best at throwing balls? Oh, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Literally read the bit of paper I gave you. I think... <laughs> wait. It's just... I think... I've done six touchdowns. Does that mean I'm good at... No. I think I mean, it's Jork. Your character sheet. Log. Do you have anything in your hand that will inventory that can cure a sweaty hand? No, 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 no. Where's your character sheet? Look, he's giving it to you. Oh, thank you. What does it say? Cups and mints. Uh, no, no, cups and mints. <laughs> How good are you at throwing? I've got kicks and touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, don't have anything have throwing. about throwing. You said I was... Who is That's Jork? not a Who's stat Jork? in your game world. You, just, you, just threw, you made me jork, but I'm okay. not jork. Matt, how good are you at throwing? Uh, <laughs> fine. You might need to throw this. I'm yeah, flighty, I was say, which like. is what you do with a ball. <laughs> you be quiet. You make I, I'm Trey Denver. I don't know who the fuck jork is. Okay, jork, go. <laughs> Wait, says Jork. My hand! It's still slippy from the intimidation sweat. I sweated out when the gypsum boys were chasing us around. I can't throw. I can't throw not like this. Do you have anything in your inventory that can cure a sweaty hand? Come on, guys. Where have you just been? You've got promo bags full of this stuff. A small piece of paper with my own name written on it. <laughs> Didn't. You didn't. And we, we put it, and the, the chalk we did have, we put it Dylan's eye, and presumably is still there. <laughs> Why is it? Has Dylan followed us, me? tottering? Can we pluck it back out of his eye to dry our hands? Dylan is nearby. Oh, get him! All right, get Dylan. Oh, throw him, Dylan. I've got some kicks left. <laughs> Who's got the most throws? <laughs> throw Dylan. <laughs> Jork chalks up his paw and hurls a fifty-yard punt right past the goalie and into the touchdown zone. The scoreboard lights up and points spill out everywhere as the crowd actually loses the plot and starts smashing up chairs. You have won the Super Bowl. 
Well done. And we, and we all, all learned, learned a little, little something, something about chalk along, along the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it got confusing. <laughs> That's I find, just it, I find it sad that we like we threw a piece of chalk at somebody before mm. we went to the chalk expo. I assumed that, you know, everyone's pockets were full of chalk by <laughs> the end. And was we are footballers. Was chalk meant to rhyme with chalk? No. <laughs> That's funny that. Who is Jork? Is Jork not in it? No. No, I was Josh. He was Trey. He was ten touchdowns. I just keep chucking my character sheet away. Thank you. And this guy keeps handing it back to me. You can handle my personality I've got a hand. from now on. You're Jork. <laughs> I'm Jork. I'm Jork. You were oh, fucking Jork all along. There is a Jork. There is a Jork. <laughs> Cup of mints. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Old, old cover mince jaw. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> I enjoyed that, Steve. Thank you. Good. Should we just do mats again? <laughs> <laughs> Joe did no twice. such luck. I'm sorry. You're not doing mats. We should do another again. jingle. Everyone's like... Yeah, well, yeah. you can do the jingle. We can do the jingle while you all prepare yourself all right. for my... Does anyone have a jingle political feature. Gandalf is the one that... Locke has to Moria. Mine's Moria. Mine's a Moria. I'll have a Moria too. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the new Gandalf. <laughs> I'm going to clip that out of the edit this week. <laughs> yeah, so Matt, you let us down. You did not pursue your high road of brilliant high, high morality politics. Look, looks like it's down to me to bring down Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna do it. We're gonna do it together. In this, uh, this was basically a, a request from someone on Twitter who wanted a follow up to Dianarchy. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Called Trumpocalypto Raptor. <laughs> um, it's, it's not got any Velociraptors in it, but Trumpocalypto <laughs> didn't seem like a long enough name for it. So Trumpocalypto Raptor. <laughs> so anyway, it's. Five pages like yours was, but it's a pacey thing. It's a pacey little bastard. There's not much going on here. Mine banged on a bit, didn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, there's no names on this, apart from real names of real people. That's the we... beautiful thing about this. We will assign it as we go along. It'll aid the brilliant chaos that is the Trump regime. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh. That's the meekest round of applause ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ladies and, and that's gentlemen. A, they could see someone fighting his way through a poorly planned feature. So, I thank you to do the same, Matt. Support me in this. Don't shall fight me all, in this. Shall we all read out every line? <laughs> <laughs> Shouting. Okay, I'll assign them as they go. Matt, photographer. At uh, this, where Donald Trump is posing for a savage political cartoon at his expense. Well, can someone let out Mr. Trump's uh, nappy, please? He's a... Uh... He's a much weirder shape than we first anticipated. Joe, you're Donald Trump. <laughs> Stop ahhing him. He's not dead Should... yet. Should I shit myself yet? That's the. <laughs> Can we make somebody else? Can one of you go? Yeah, I'm I can't not, do I'm, it. I'm not happy with good. that. That was not a good Donald Trump impression. I thought he was in well, the who's room. Who's gonna do one? Sad. 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 <laughs> That's. Who can Don't do the best Donald Trump impression? In that accent. Uh, uh, should I shit myself yet? Uh. Impeccable. It's your script. 
I mean, perfect. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, oh, when it, when yeah. he sees this, he's going to be livid. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Please tweet him. <laughs> Oh, sorry, it's me. I got distracted. You're the photographer. Not yet, Mr. President. We just need to smash up a hundred statues of liberties and spread a few executive orders around on the, on the floor first. You know, just a just a check. Have you got the turtle's head, Mr. Bannon? Just give me the nod. What am I supposed to shit on again? Can you just shit on Donald's head, please? Try to crimp it off so it, it looks like a, a bad hairstyle. And uh, Jenny will Jenny will come and spray paint. Alt wrong onto it in gold. Uh, this sounds like a really great cartoon. Really gets it across. Can we have the Obamas at the Oval Office window, please? And and do try and look aghast, please. Oh, I can't hold it in much longer. It's been years since I've bothered to clench. I don't know if I still can. Quickly, Maureen, Maureen. Can you chuck some, some Twitter birds in the shit stream and then set fire to the president's desk? Oh, God, I've knocked over this candle with the word Constitution written on it, and it set fire to this American flag. Oh, nice work, Mr. Bannon. Now wheel in that, now, now wheel in that Nazi Richard Spencer with, with all of his, his teeth knocked out, and, um, and then we can get Kellyanne Conway to say, Welcome to post-tooth America. And, uh, <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> That's me, Donald Trump. You're probably wondering how I got into this mess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course, I wasn't always the most powerful man in the world. In the 1960s, I was just an ordinary tit cop, policing the boobs on swinging London's Carnaby Street. <laughs> Scene two. A young Donald Trump goes around with Sid James and tries to arrest some British tits. <laughs> so, Joe, now you are Trump. And remember, you don't have to do a Donald Trump. Young impression. Trump. Young Trump. Young Trump. Run free. <laughs> mm, I love British tits. They're the best tits. Madam, that's a cracking set of jubblies you got there. Get, 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 get. I'm Sid James. <laughs> um, who, who, who can do woman best, Steve? <laughs> Thanks, Donald Trump. That's actually a compliment in the 60s. So I speak for all women when I say, Thanks for staring at my tits with your mouth open. Wait a minute, my boob sense is tingling. Please expose your jumblies like a good 1960s citizen. <laughs> Still Trump. Still Trump. You called my bluff, Donald Trump. I'm a secret undercover feminist, and I don't actually want to show you my tits. This woman is resisting tits. I'm taking those whoppers downtown. Think again, PC Trump. I have made good my escape whilst distracting you with this sentence that I am saying right now. I hate not being able to see a tit. This is the worst day of my life, and I hate everyone. Cat, 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 cat. I'm going to ask Dad for a million pounds so I can buy a tit-shaped bouncy castle. That'll show these feminazis who's got the tits around here. See, <laughs> I'm oscillating between multiple dialects. <laughs> you underestimate Donald Trump. And to think Santana that we all was have. part Russian. 
So this is scene three where Trump meets God and Donald Trump gets well beefy about it. This time, um, so I'll be God. Matt, you be Donald Trump this time. Mm. Okay. He's a shapeshifter, isn't he? Hey. <laughs> hey, Donald Trump, do you like my new motorbike? Uh, garden, get off my garden, God, or I'll, I'll turn the... I can't, this is really actually hard. Get off. Right, okay, hands. you be God. I'll be Donald Trump. Be God. Okay. You purposely I command you. So Steve's not allowed to be Trump. <laughs> Hello, Donald Trump. Do you like my new motorbike? Oh, get off my garden, God, or I'll turn the sprinklers on and make you look like a big wet idiot. Oh, just try it, you doofus. I'll <laughs> skid between the water drops like on back on a fucking motorbike. <laughs> oh, you fuck. I'll, oh, I'm coming out of there. I'm going to stick a jammer stick right into your spokes. I knew you'd say that. So I got them solid wheels on. <laughs> Your move, you dopey dingbat. Oh, you asked for it, you piece of shit, God. I'm going to do a poison prayer right in your face. What? 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 That's impossible. It's never been done before. There's no such thing. Hey, fartbag, who is an asswipe? Hello, what's your name? Oh, that's a nice name, I suppose, if you are a prick. Stop! Stop this awful prayer. My legs have, have gone... Shit. Oh, what's that in your ass? Ooh, it's a big banana. You goddamn sicko. Banana as are for mouths forever and ever. Amen. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh. I'm poisoned now. And now I'm evil. Like in Superman 3. Or in Spider-Man 3. Whatever. Donald Trump. You've bested me, and can I have... You can have my brand new motorbike, and you can do whatever you like. Scene four. (laughs) Steve Bannon goes to a doctor, but much to his chagrin, it is a black doctor. (laughs) Steve Bannon. Black doctor. (laughs) Oh, God, no, what's happening? Mr. Bannon. Oh, God, I don't like this. I mean, Mr. Bannon, are you okay? Help, this isn't what I want. I'm a doctor, Mr. Bannon. You've been hit on the head with a saucepan, and it's turned you into the biggest piece of shit in the world. We just need to hit you on the head with a medicinal, with a medical saucepan, and you'll be right as rain. I don't like you. My wife left me, and I don't like you. Come back, please, Mr. Bannon. We can't hit you with our healing saucepan until you stop running away and doing bad websites. Hello, Steve Bannon. I'm the Dr. Trump, and I inherited or stole or commissioned and didn't pay for this TARDIS, <laughs> which now stands for Trump. Amazing. Really. Donald. It's superb. <laughs> Get in with me, and let's be kings of the world! See? Now, that's what a doctor looks like. Not... not... Not what? Don't make me say it. You're trying to make me say it is actually more racist than me thinking it. <laughs> Scene five. <laughs> in the that was someone office. in the audience saying, that's not satire. <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's, it's, it's the truth of the post-truth world. It just feels like a parody of satire. <laughs> Scene five, the Oval Office for the nuclear finale. (laughs) And that's the story, more or less, of how I got to be king of the world. And now it's time to sign my last executive order before I nuke Rosie O'Donnell. 
Steve Bannon, can you stop fucking that nuclear-proof lizard and get me my executive order? Which, which Bannon is this? All of you. Any of you. Who Here can? it is, sir. The executive order making it a federal crime for Hillary Clinton to not come into this office and show you her tits. <laughs> I signed it all by myself, just like a big boy. You are a good Trump. Yes, you are. Bring in Hillary Clinton! Hi there, chubby small paws. I hear you want to see my basket of puppies. But I've got news for you. Remember that feminist on the streets of London? The only person who never showed me her tits. That was you. Oh, this will make my final victory ever so sweeter. Also, I'm Barack Obama. Hello. <laughs> Oh, wait, I only just noticed, which is weird, you're the doctor that's trying to cure me of being the biggest piece of shit in the world. Yes, uh, and I brought my medicinal saucepan, baby. Hillary, show him your Fangiolina Jolie. (laughs) Fangiolina Jolie. (laughs) Ugh, Fanny's the gross, all weird and nuanced. And worse (laughs) still... And worse still... My enemy, Hillary Clinton, just queefed a sleep dart out of hers into my vast flabby neck. Do something, Steve Bannon, or I'll fall asleep and miss my telly shows. You think you can stop me being the most colossal piece of shit? I will launch nukes. Struggle. Grunt. Oops. Press. Shit. Nuke. (laughs) Wait. These missiles are going everywhere in the world. I thought you just wanted to nuke Rosie O'Donnell. Well, we just didn't know where she was exactly. <laughs> everything everything <laughs> Cut to a wasteland. A nuclear-proof lizard is sitting on some eggs. She walks off, and they begin to hatch. A hundred baby Steve Bannons begin screaming as the credits roll. <laughs> Ah, that's my visit, my vision of the Trumpalocky, <laughs> And that's the podcast, really. It's 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 sliding doors. You got to choose. Do you want uh, the apocalypse or do you want Joe dead? Can we have a vote? <laughs> Whoa, we can. let's not actually vote because that, no, that's fine. That, that traumatizes a man for life. <laughs> a room full of people agreeing that he should die totally <laughs> to save humanity, but they they've, they've already love him. Honestly, I. Having gotten out all that stuff about Queethan, I feel all right. <laughs> I'm going to die. Man, yeah. I want to meet Queethan. No, He's you don't. Man. He's a man who wants a baby dead because of salmon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't think of him too much. Simply. What is the condition that the only person that can kill you is Queethan? What? The only person that can kill me is Queethan? What fucking sci-fi bullshit is that? This is the, the worst Jet Li film I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> That's season four after they've lost all other ideas. <laughs> Guys, thank you all for coming. It's been a wonderful time. It's been real nice. As usual, I will see you. We'll see you downstairs. I'm tapping them because I think they're good too. Now that house lights have gone up, Boo Joe, Boo. We do this almost every live show. (laughs) We hate Joe. Joe's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you downstairs. Bye. Hey.